Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Hi, this is Connor Brantley, host of Hello, the Future is Calling, and this is Our Future is Missing, Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for Philip Pinnock, African-American and is now 22 years old. He went missing from the Dallas-Fort Worth area on August 17, 2005 at 5 o'clock. Philip is 5'6", 130 pounds, brown eyes, and brown hair. He may still be in the Dallas area. Philip has a pierced ear and a gap between his top front teeth. If you know of Philip's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-5678. To see a picture of Philip, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll bring you the latest tech talk and the inside scoop on what you should be thinking about buying. Now, here are your hosts. Thank you, and welcome to the program, Tech Team, on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Mark, along with my co-host, Dylan, and today we'll be talking about robotics. So this is our first show here. Uh, we're going to talk about ourselves first, so you know, get to know us a bit, and uh, talk about what we hope to inspire with the show. So um, I'm Mark, I'm 13, and I like hanging out with my friends, playing baseball in Nerf War, things like that, or like uh, playing video games, uh, and I just, I love robotics. I'm Dylan, I am also 13 years old, I'm homeschooled, I love to play baseball, I like to read, hang out with my friends, and I like technology. So uh, we're, this is our first show here, like we said, and we're going to say what we like to do with the show. So one of the things we like to do is a how-to section on building robots with Mindstorm and Vex. As I said, I like Vex a lot. Uh, we're gonna, they're basically a company that makes robots, but uh, they make really good robots. And we're going to be talking more about them, explaining more about them later in the show. So uh, just wait for that. We're also going to be reviewing new technology items as they come out. For instance, uh, for Christmas, hope you guys had a good Christmas. I got uh, the Kindle Fire. And later in the show, I'll be reviewing that, and I'll have a comparison of that to the iPad 2. We will also be hoping to cover the robotics competitions, including First, Vex, Best, and Underwater Robots. Uh, I'd like to point out that me and Dylan have both been in First uh, about three years, uh, three times, yeah. And we'll be explaining more about First and uh, that competition later in the show. We'll also hope to interview winning teams of the competitions, kids and adults who invent cool technology or apps, and also hope to interview leading scientists, programmers, and engineers. We don't have anyone to interview uh, this show, but we hope to do that uh, in our next few shows. So just keep listening to the show for that. We also hope to explore how to design video games and apps, and yes, video games count as tech. 
study how robotics and technology improves lives. For instance, there is a robot named Casper that helps kids with autism read social cues. Like if you tap him on the cheek, he'll turn away and hide his face. Like if you like, so kids learn to be gentle. Uh, he'll just things like that. So uh, let's see. I'm gonna start off. Uh, start off today. Let's see the VGAs for the Video Game Awards on Spike. They're about two weeks ago. About I'm gonna read off uh, what games won what awards and explain what sh- uh, what what those games are. So first game is Skyrim. That game won Game of the Year. Now the game Skyrim is an open world game set in a medieval fantasy world. It's a uh, base. It's the fifth Elder Scrolls game. So uh, if you like it, you can check it out. Uh, it's a pretty good game. I suggest getting it. Batman Arkham City won Best Action Adventure Game. Uh, Batman Arkham City is the sequel to Batman Arkham Asylum. In uh, this game, uh, there's a new there's a city t- slash prison type thing, and uh, Batman gets sucked into it, and he has to uh, and he has to stop an evil, deranged doctor named uh, Doctor Strange. So uh, let's see the next. Let's see. Oh, uh, the Joker from Batman Arkham City won Character of the Year. Uh, the Joker gave away a spoiler for a Batman Arkham World game, so keep on the lookout for that. Portal 2 won Best Female Voice Actor, Best Male Voice Actor, Best Multiplayer Game, Best Downloadable Content. Now, Portal 2 is a puzzle game. It's a sequel to Portal. It's designed by Valve. Uh, not Valve. Valve. And uh, it's, it's like you have this portal gun, right? If you, you shoot like something here, you shoot another portal over somewhere else, and you when you walk through one, you get teleported to the other. And it's a very... It's very funny, very uh, very witty, uh, challenging puzzle game, and it's just it's fantastic. Uh, and then our last award, Minecraft won best independent game. Minecraft is a great game for me. It's um, it's sort of a sandbox type game and survival. So you have to collect wood and resources to build tools and just sort of structures to keep yourself, you know, safe from zombies and stuff like that. It's a great game and it's pretty cheap. You should you should look for it. Now, Mark, you've played Skyrim and I haven't. Do you think it deserves video game of the year or do you think it should have been something else? Well, Skyrim that's a bit tough for me because it's not one of my favorite games, although I know a lot of people that a lot of people love Skyrim as one it's been like one of the most anticipated games. Um, but it's I don't I'm not quite sure just from my taste uh, I'm not sure I would think it probably out of the nominees maybe Batman Arkham City or Portal 2 just out of my taste. But I mean uh, I guess from the amount of people that like it versus me uh, it probably does deserve it. Okay. So um what are you doing in school right now? What's your favorite subject? Uh, right now, so I should point out that me and Dylan are homeschooled. Uh, right now, I'm doing uh, uh, two math programs. Uh, one is called Math UC, and one is called, uh, it's called Life of Fred. And um, uh, let's see, what else is there? I'm doing a spelling program. I'm doing, see, I'm doing a history program, and I'm also doing a history co-op. And uh, that's about it. Um, besides little stuff, that's about it. What about you, Dylan? I'm also doing Life of Fred. It's pretty hilarious. Um, my favorite subject is either 
the U.S. government, like politics, or history. Right. So, um, like I said, we're both homeschooled, and we love it. It's a lot better than it's a lot better than school, I think. Just from my from my personal my personal experience. Um, so, Dylan, you play baseball, right? Mm-hmm. So, what's like? What's your position? I play second base. I pitch and play outfield. Um, I usually bat between leadoff or fourth batter, so somewhere in there. Um, it's my favorite sport ever, and I hope it doesn't change. Um, really like it. Nice. So, who's your favorite pitcher? All time. Yeah. Nolan Ryan. Nice. So, um, me and Mark met each other at a homeschool PE. We both talked to each other some, and ever since then, we've just done a ton of stuff. But, um, like, we did FLL competition for three years. Um, we've, we're doing this. Um, we've done a lot of stuff since then, and really glad he went to PE that day. Me too. And so, um... So, uh, our PE is, what we do is, there's a group of kids that come every week, different ages, and uh, we go to a park, Desert Willow Park, and uh, we have a coach that comes every week with, like, assistant or two, and he does, like, fun games and exercises, and everyone does that for, you know, about an hour or so. And then, uh, and then afterwards, not everyone, but a few kids stay for a while afterwards, and we like to just, after that, we just like to hang out and play for a while. And then we all go out to lunch and stuff. What's your favorite part about P.E., Mark? After. After? <laughs> yeah, after P.E. That's when we do the most stuff. Sometimes we keep playing sports. Sometimes we go in the desert and build stuff. Sometimes we go to, like, Taco Bell. We do all sorts of stuff after P.E., which is what makes it really fun. That's yeah. That's I think that's what I like most about PE. So, uh, Dylan, I don't think I told you what my favorite subject was in school. I think uh, it's probably something like I think it's probably history. We have this history program. It's called uh, American History. So, and that's like um, it's two books. Like, well, no one can see, but it's about that thick. And uh, they're I, I kind of enjoy it. It talks. It talks a lot about stuff like it talks a lot about like rivers and people that found the rivers, and of course the most popular things like the war and stuff. I'm about. I think I'm just after the Civil War, uh, in in that book right now. What uh, What about you, Dylan? What What are you doing in history? I do a curriculum called Story of the World. I really like it. It goes all the way back to as to as far back as anyone can think and goes all the way up and it it's a really long book but I really enjoy it I think it's a good program and um the the probably one of my favorite things okay well uh we need to take a break now so I'm glad that you're all listening to us thank you you're listening to Voice America Kids and Tech Team so uh thank you for listening and we'll be right back Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. 
Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Stay informed with the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. Time to get back to the show for more. Hey, welcome back to Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. Let's continue with our conversation about robotic news. Hi, so um, welcome back to the program. Uh, so we're going to be talking some news, uh, some competitions that uh, recently uh, just took place. So first one is FLL, our first Lego League. Uh, that uh, competition took place in the middle of December. Team Toxic won. And first Lego League, for those of you who don't know, is an international robotics competition uh, and there's regional, and then it goes to state, and then that goes to world. And world will be happening pretty soon, actually. Uh, a new challenge is announced each December, so it's new every year. And it, for each challenge that's uh, presented, it also comes with a theme. Uh, and that theme, you have to come up with a, with a presentation to solve a problem that focuses to that theme. For instance, this year the theme is food factor, which is, you guessed it, food. So you have to figure out a problem about food and figure out a solution uh, for that problem. And that, and your presentation can be done through speech, song, skit, whatever you like. So uh, let's see. So there's also um, the way that I'm not, I'm not that familiar with the way that the robot portion of it is done. But uh, the way the round works is you get two and a half minutes and it's completely autonomous. Uh, so you get, you get from September to December. This is now every December. 
You have to build Lego Monster Robots and uh, program it. There is a pres- yeah, the presentation part, and uh, the FLL also has these core values that they teach, which are good values to have. One is work. we work as a team. The next is we work to find solutions with guidance from our mentors and coaches. We honor the spirits of friendly competition. What we discover is more important than what we win. We share our experiences with others. We share gracious professionalism in everything we do. And we have fun. So these are always the, obviously good values. And if you're, if, uh, if you're an adult listening to this, you should have your kids do this. Or if even you're a kid, you should be uh, looking to this. Ask your parents you can sign up for this. This is, uh, this is really good competition. Me and Dylan have been through this three times, haven't we, Dylan? Yep, we did it for three years. The first year, we won the Teamwork Award. The next year, we went to state for our first time. I think we came in eighth. We won awards in that. And then in our last year, we also went to state again, and we won the Innovation and Strategy Award. Yeah, so uh, we were on a team together, and we did that three uh, for three times. So it was a lot of fun. I realized just doing it, it we had a great time. We really did. There was... Uh, there was Let's see, the next competition is uh, VEX. We talked about VEX before. Uh, Not much, though. Uh, Like I said, VEX is a company that makes robots, and they use real metal pieces and plastic gears. And uh, but I like it a lot more than Mindstorm. More consistent, better programming language. It's it's for me. It's an overall better robot. And but uh, they also host competitions, uh, which I'm competing in currently. Uh, I did one last year, and I won second place. And uh, that was my first year in Vex. So this would be my second year. The competition, the way it's played, it's called Gateway, and it's played on a 12 by 12 foot field. And there's three sections. There's a red zone that's uh, has red scoring objects and goals. There's a neutral zone, or like Dead Man's Land. So there's nothing that that's just like it's both blue and red. And then there's a blue zone, which is blue scoring objects and goals. Now, the way you score objects is you take uh, six-inch diameter balls and six-inch diameter barrels, and you score them in three different high, uh, three different, yeah, high goalposts. One is 30-inch, the second is 20-inch, and the last one is 11 and a half inches. So uh, the gates... Um, I mentioned the sections are separated. They're separated by gates, but the blue zone and the red zone can be uh, ha- can have gates that can be lifted up at any time, so that the robots can go into the n- neutral zone at any time. Uh, but they can't be placed down once they're once they're lifted up. If you're looking like to really be an engineer or something when you're older, Vex uses real parts, and it's closer to a real robot than Mindstorm is. So, Mark, tell me more on why you like Vex better. It's I'm, it's kind of hard to explain. There's the robots. I love that it's the, the Lego Mindstorm. It has to be autonomous, but with Vex, you have a controller to, and you can do that, or it can be autonomous, which I find that that's really nice for me. And in Mindstorm, you you have less motors that you're able to use, right? Yeah, Mindstorm, you have about three motors. And with Vex, you have somewhere around 10, I think. It's a lot more. Yeah, the, the only problem I see with Vex is, one, uh, Allen wrench screws. I'm not a big fan of Allen wrench screws. And um, 
the wires used for it. Uh, they're like these uh, like prong wires, and they're very pokey. <laughs> <laughs> now, in Vex, you don't do a presentation. Do you miss the presentation, or do you like it better that you don't have to go through that? So much better. <laughs> it really is. It's really so much better. Like, uh, before I say with FLL, it's two and a half minutes with FLL. And this competition, same thing. But the first 20 seconds is autonomous. The rest of the round is completely controlled. Now, in Vex, do you have to do the autonomous, or can you just leave your robot? You can leave your robot if you want. But up until this year, there was a bonus for doing autonomous. This year, you only get a bonus for doing autonomous if you're the first one to score. Oh, I see. Yeah, a bit of a letdown. But, uh... That's why I'm not doing Autonomous this year. Is because I don't have a full map. I just have a 30-inch goal post and four barrels and four balls. I don't really have enough to work with. Do you really? Can you kind of explain what your robot is or how well, it's working? It's uh, okay. So picture this if you can. It's imagine a square with wheels, right? So we have that so far, and then I have my brain at the far back. And I have this um, this piece. It's like uh, it's like um, a rectangle. Picture a rectangle with tank treads. Okay, and uh, there's two of those connected by polycarbonate. Now that on linear slides, which the linear slides uh, let things go up and down. So I have that, and that sucks in the tubes and the barrels. It goes up high, and then it goes out the other way and spews them into the and spews them into. Uh, the goals and, yeah, the goals. Are there ways you can take away points or get bonus points? or? Yes and no. See, the way that you can get bonus points, okay, there's two barrels that I did not mention before. One is black, one is white. Now, the white one, if you put it in a goal, all points in that goal are automatically descored. If you put a black barrel in, in that that goalpost, all points are automatically doubled. So uh, I think each team gets one of those, one of each, one white, one black. So if you have a goalpost that's like all red and you're on blue, you put a white one in there. You have one that's like pretty much all blue, you put a black one in there. So teams are made up of two teams alliancing, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. You, there's alliances that are automatically assigned, like just randomly. So the first round, it's you and someone against two other people. Next round, it's you and someone different against two other people, two different people. And it goes like that. And the way the competition works is like a ladder. So it's elimination. So what happens if a white barrel, which takes away points, and a black barrel, which doubles points, are in the same goal? Uh, the black barrel just cancels out everything. Okay. So let's move on to another competition. It's called First Robot. Yes. Now this is um, this this one's quite uh, a little bit different. Imagine uh, imagine what I described about Vix, only about two three times bigger. Uh, First Robot is an international high school competition organized by First again. Uh, the way this works is so you have robots. Uh, kind of like Vex, that have to do, like, score objects in some way. Uh, it's different every year. In fact, the new competition is about to be announced on January 6th. So, um, the, But these robots, they're quite bigger than Vex. They're, like, 120 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're pretty tall. I, I saw one at an FLL competition once. It was, it was pretty big. 
but they're just like I'm trying to imagine a uh, Vex Vex game, but with those gigantic robots. All right, well, uh, we gotta cut the break now. It's uh, we'll be right back uh, with the show. So keep listening, and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stay informed with the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. Time to get back to the show for more. Welcome back to Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation about robotics. Right, so uh, we're going to be talking a new new segment we call Gadget on a Budget. Uh, it's where we find cool little neat kind of things that uh, are kind of basically cheap. So first one is Hexbug. Uh, for those of you who heard of them, 
or sorry, haven't heard of them. There are three different sizes. Big, there's like uh, big ones, which are remote controlled. There's small one, small ones that vibrate, and there's medium sized ones which just walk on their own. And these are like little robots that are in shape of bugs, and they're they're pretty cool actually. My brother has a nano, and which is a small one, and then a spider, which is a big one. And the people who made Hexbug are really creative because they're almost exact opposites. The the tall one, the spider, is a little top heavy, but it's cool that it's remote controlled. And then the nano, it's small, it's really small, but it vibrates so you can't control where it goes, what it does, any of that. But both of them are pretty cool. One of them you can get with reindeer antlers. Yeah, Dylan, did you get one of those for Christmas? Yes, my mom says she couldn't stop herself because it just looks so funny that she decided to get one. Right, so they're, these are go about $8. Uh, they're pretty neat. Uh, I have uh, a one that's like a blue beetle. It's pretty neat. It has like, an, not antlers, but like antennas. So, and it walks on its own. When it runs into something, it tells which antler, like, antler, <laughs> <laughs> which antenna it hits. So if it hits the right one, it backs up to the left. If it hits the left one, it backs up to the right. So it's uh, so that way I can navigate its way around stuff. Now, is that a medium one? or That's a medium one. Do you, do you like that one, or would you prefer another one? Yeah, I mean, I got it from a friend for my birthday. It was, it was pretty, you know, I mess around with it a bit. It's kind of fun. I wish I had a remote control one, because there's this really cool one. It inches forward, and then you press a button, and the top half spins around, and that changes the direction it goes in. Oh, that's cool. How long have you had that one you have? Um, about two years now, I think. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty neat. I do like I said, I do like it. Um, but I uh, the nanos. I'm not a big fan of the nanos. Nah, nanos. Um, uh, just because I don't like that they go anywhere they want. They vibrate all over the place. They do have tracks. Uh, I should mention that Hexbug, Hexbug sells like these tracks, race tracks, sort of for these nanos, and those nanos will vibrate inside of them and move around. That's the only way to get a, a hex bug to really go in, uh, in any real direction. So, but that's it's pretty good. Um, there's another, another uh, our second thing we're talking about that's a gadget on a budget is snap circuits. You may have heard of these. These are really cool. They're like, you start with a plastic pegboard, and you snap on these little pieces to make a circuit. And you can do a lot of cool things with it, like uh, you can build a speaker, alarm clock, doorbell, burglar alarm. It, it's pretty cool, and this has won a lot of awards, actually. So you like snap circuits? Yeah, yeah, I used to have a lot when I was a kid. And they, these go for about $40 now for, like, a small small kit. Uh, they're, yeah, I, do, I enjoyed them when I was a kid. I have a funny story, actually. Well, um, I made a burglar alarm once where I had a button. So when you st- and when that button was pressed, it would go to a speaker, and speaker would, as the speaker would make like a beep kind of noise. And so I made that, and then I put this on my dad's door, so no one would um, no one would get in. I walk on the next morning, I found the pegboard broken in half. <laughs> my dad steps on it in the middle of the night. Cause he gets up early for work, <laughs> and he didn't realize it was there, so he stepped on it broken in half. It's pretty funny, actually. That's a lesson, people. Don't put it in front of your dad's door. It's a bad idea. <laughs> exactly. So what what was your favorite circuit to make, Mark? I don't know. I had a I I made like um 
a, a light once, like a like a light bulb type thing. They still like these light bulbs uh, pieces. So I had like a, quite a few of them, and I made like a line of twelve, uh, like so that practically the whole board was lit up through a circuit. And uh, so I put it down. And so I gave it to my mom. She was sick, and the lights were off. And, and dad didn't want dad didn't my dad didn't want the lights on because it's getting late at night. So I had the circuit thing. I made it just for mom, and and I provided it with light, but. It takes two AA batteries to power circuit, so the light was very dim because it has so many light bulbs to go through. <laughs> well, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And our topic today is robotics. I had a, got something interesting for Christmas. Hope you guys had a good Christmas. It's called the Kindle Fire. Amazon's first tablet, and I absolutely love it. It's, uh, imagine the iPad, smaller and better. Um, but I like I like it a lot. It has its own App Store, Wi-Fi. It's you know it's like it's tablet basically, and I just I love it a lot. It's it has a lot of games, for instance, Plants vs Zombies, Angry Birds, and it, like just popular games like that has a lot of. Has uh, I am Chat and just it has stuff like that. It's smaller and portable, which I actually like. It's smaller. Uh, compared to the iPad, which is like 12-inch screen, I think. Uh, so uh, the only downside for me, there's two downsides. It has no camera, no web camera, whereas the iPad has two. And it doesn't it doesn't have a very good typing feature. The typing is very, I have to say, annoying for me. It's, this, since the screen's so small, it's very hard to type. It has autocorrect, which for all these that have an I something, you'll know how annoying the I correct it, the correct. You've all felt is. the pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's not as annoying as the iPad, but just the timing itself, it's very annoying. Um, but besides that, I think, uh, besides that, I think it's good. It doesn't have, um, it doesn't have a 3G network plan. Uh, although, if, even if it did, I wouldn't have it. But the iPad does at least have an option for that. But, yeah, so it only goes for Wi-Fi. But uh, it's still it's still a really good tablet. I like it a lot. Uh, so now I'm going to state the pros and cons of the Kindle Fire v. the, uh, v the iPad. I just want to say, like, I just want to say, like, what is what kind of person this tablet would be good for and that just, like, which one's better. So the iPad has a bigger app store, more inter- internal storage, has a 3G plan. It is bigger. The movements are smoother, but it costs more between 600 and 800 dollars, which is quite a lot. The Kindle Fire is cheaper and good value for money. It's 200 dollars and is far beyond my expectations. It Netflix uh, it has a Netflix app is much faster on here actually than the iPad, and uh, you don't have to have a separate app for YouTube. It's all through the internet browser, uh, which one thing is I'm not quite sure Apple did that, but uh, iPad too does have uh, a separate app for YouTube. Not quite sure why. So could you see the Kindle Fire getting big like the iPad? Because the iPad, when I'm sitting on an airplane and the people, the pilot says it's okay to bring out your electronics. Everyone as fast they can pulls out their iPad. Do you think it could be like that sometime? I hope so. I mean, like for any any kid, anyone that doesn't want to spend a lot of money but wants a tablet, this Kindle Fire is great. But if you have the money, the iPad might be better. 
it just like just overall the iPad might be better. But if you have the money, uh, sorry, if you don't have the money, then the Kindle Fire is great is a great value for what you get. So you do like the iPad better overall? Uh, probably, but the Kindle Fire is a lot better for your money. And plus, the Kindle Fire, you have books right right on your right on your iPad. Uh, iPad. You have kids. <laughs> You have books right on your Kindle Fire, whereas the iPad has to have a separate app for books. If you would like to email the show, send it to voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Make sure you mention my name, Dylan, and mention the show, Tech Team. Share some of your thoughts or ask a question, and we will try to answer it on the air. All right, so that's basically my comparison for Kindle Fire and iPad. Like I said, if you got the money, go for iPad, but just the, the Kindle Fire, is just, it's really, really good. So I guess that's about it for my review. Let's take a break. I'm Mark. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this form of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
stay informed with the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. Time to get back to the show for more. Hey, welcome back to Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's continue with our conversation about robotics. Yeah, so uh, we're almost on the show here, our last section. We got, uh, we're going to do something here called Cool Item of the Week. Now, let me ask you a question. If a motorcycle has doors and can't fall over, is it still a motorcycle? Technically, yes, if the motorcycle is designed by Lit Motors, that is. Uh, this company has designed an electrical motorcycle that, that has doors, a roof, a gyro- and a gyroscopic technology. No, gyroscope. That's such a long word. Gyroscopic sensor that keeps it from falling over. It's supposed to be safer in crashes. So uh, imagine a car on two wheels that can't fall over. So if you're driving down the road, you get T-boned. The, uh, the gyroscopic sensor keeps it from falling over, and you don't get knocked off because you're in a car. Well, not a car, but like, like a little bubble area. What does it look like? Uh, okay, so picture... Has anyone seen Tron? If you have, picture a light cycle. That It will look something like that. Kind of looks like something you'd see in a sci-fi movie. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's uh, the... The company plans to put it in production, like like sell it, in 2013 ish, about around there, at a price tag of 16 uh, grand, I believe, which is not bad for you know an average motorcycle. A lot of most motorcycles go actually cost more than that. So you think it's a good price for what it is? Probably. It also has a lot of. Uh, like a lot of innovative stuff, like tells you traffic and weather reports, stuff like that. So you can plan on your best route. That's very awesome. Yeah. Well, I th- I'm thinking that's probably a good price tag for it. We'll see. Uh, it's electric motorcycle, I should mention. So it can travel up to 150 to 200 miles in a single life charge. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of electric cars just because the technology is a little new. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't hold much of a charge to go very long, uh, but it's kind of it's neat. But it's the technology is still a little bit a little bit new. Uh, it's equipped with a yeah, like I said, it's, it's equipped with smartphone technology, so it uh, so it can it can tell you about traffic, weather reports, things of that nature. It's it's a pretty cool motorcycle to be honest. Um, it'd be neat if I could get one of those. Wonder if you need like a driver's license or a motorcycle license for it. If it, you don't, I'd take one in an instant. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about autism. Right now, I have a, I'm completely recovered from autism. I was diagnosed when I was two. At about fourteen months, I lost my speech and I got diagnosed with autism when I was two. And I did a lot of therapy growing up. And it was I was crazy though, but before like uh, seven ish about then, I was just I was literally certifiably insane. I would ram my head into the wall. I said I start from one in the house and just run, slam my head in the wall as hard as I could. I would break into the fridge and I take out eggs and throw them all over the floor. My mom and dad finally had to padlock the fridge. So I couldn't break in. My dad has my dad videotaped me doing that. And it's like I'm hanging onto the fridge. I'm pushing my feet against it, trying to get it open. It's like I'm. It's crazy. I also about three. I also took my dog for a walk without any clothes and went 
far out of the neighborhood at night. Seriously, it's like midnight. I got out of the house with my dog Lucy and just ran like two blocks. So how did you end up recovered? Uh, lots of therapy. My mom, she was a big part in that. Without her, I'd, I wouldn't be here. I would still be autistic. I might even be in a mental institution, to be honest. Actually, when my mom, when my mom found out that I was autistic, the doctor that was telling her said, I, said they should find a good mental in- institution for me. Literally. So, um, that, so, like I said, I'm recovered from autism. Uh, and it's, it was a hard journey, but about seven, I was starting to act normal-ish. Um, and about 10, I lost my diagnosis. So, and that was a good day. And from there on, I started, to, I, my mom would take me to her meetings. She's very ins- involved in autism society and things like that. And so she would take me to her meetings and she would have me speak. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. The show is Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And right now we're talking about autism. Right. So, like I said, uh, my mom took me to a lot of her meetings and I spoke a lot and really inspired a lot of people. I was also I also helped in passing a law. Uh, if anyone who lives in Arizona might know this law, it's called Stevens Law, and I, I testified for that. And the the it was it was originally going to get about two out of six votes uh, for it, but after I testified, I got about like I got about every vote to go for it. Now, what does this law do? It it has insurance companies uh, It makes them so they have to pay for autism care. It's, you know, if they pay for cancer, why can't they pay for autism? So I helped pass that, and I I did a lot of I did a lot of things like that. Up until rec- like up until recently, I've been doing a lot of autism things like that. So you're helping other kids with it? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a lot of stuff like that. I I hear all the time from parents how they've me and my mom inspired them. Like that, I've actually recovered because there's a lot of kids. My mom, my mom said she's seen a lot of people who've done exact same things we've done, and their kids still haven't recovered. Like for the same amount of time and everything. How would you recommend someone? What would you recommend someone to do to help their kid? Well, first, homeschool. Second, get you do as much therapy as you can, uh, and. It's it's a long process. My mom would say, my my mom would do this thing. If I said I wanted like uh, like a piece of food or something, like orange or something, or if I wanted water, my mom said, my mom said, okay, you get water if you do so and so. That would help with my autism. So it'd be something. It'd be something like, um, uh, my mom said, you can get you have you can have water if you say hi, how are you or something. Because I wasn't very good at talking either. Cause I, I lost I lost all speech practically at fourteen months. So there's this new robot called Casper, which is supposed to help autistic children. Uh, that teaches them emotions. Do you think this will help? Yeah, I th- I think it really will. It's uh, this robot was designed in I think Britain or, or over that area, and it's it has sensors all over that teaches kids facial expressions and how to play with other kids. And teaches them not to be rough with other other kids. So if you get like hit in the cheek, if a kid hits him and hits Casper in the cheek, he'll turn his head away and shy and say that he's been hurt. And it's it does different things like that. And it's it's a very neat robot. It's only been tested on a few people, but it already has shown good results. 
Yeah, yes. I think some people have... I think that they said they want to try and get it or to America and over to other places that, you know, so it can help more children. Yeah, because, you know, one in every 100 kids born today have autism. So that's basically my story. And, uh, and that's Casper, like I said, that uh, the robot. It's you, you can look it up on YouTube, K-A-S-P-A-R, I think. Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's um, don't think, but uh, a good way to remember it is just think of that ghost, Casper. Casper the Friendly Robot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that just um, so you can walk out on YouTube and see, but it's actually it's like the face of it to me looks kind of weird, but uh, I think but it's to uh, every kid they don't seem to mind it. That's good. Yeah, it re- it is. I'm not qu- I'm not quite sh- I'm not quite sure they don't mind it. Um, it's just weird, <laughs> but I guess the little kids don't mind it. It'll be interesting to see how many kids recover or at least get better after Casper. Yeah, yeah, I hope um I hope Casper helps uh heal a lot of kids. So what did you do in your therapy? It was uh kind of difficult to explain. Like my th- like my therapist would do stuff like like show me like show me a happy face, right? And you have to show her a happy face, show me a sad face, stuff like that. To and and she would do a lot of stuff like now these have to go in this order. And a lot of times I would say, I know I want them in this order. She'd say no, but they have to go in this order. Like one two three, I say like I want two three one or something. It, it, a lot of things like that. So, what do you think helped you most with your autism? Probably your therapy or something else, or probably my mom. I, to be honest, she she did a lot. That's good. And you guys still go to autism societies and? Yeah, my mom's still very involved in autism society. All right, well, uh, that's our show. I like to thank everyone for listening. Uh, I hope you had a good time. You learned a lot. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you've been listening to Tech Team. I'm Mark. And I'm Dylan. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. That's our show. Make sure you tune in to the Tech Team every week for the latest in tech info on the Voice America Kids channel. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.